Welcome to Horror Strap. Hello, horror babies! Welcome back to a new movie review. Wow, two in a row. You're lucky. Yeah, appreciate this, you little babies. You little bitches. Yeah, we definitely planned to do this and didn't forget that this movie was coming out and then go, oh my gosh, this movie's coming out this weekend. Should we see it? Listen. And then we both did. To be fair, this movie has not been very heavily promoted or advertised. I think I found out about this movie. Only on TikTok. Yeah, I found out about this movie like maybe two weeks ago when you sent me a TikTok about it. So we watched the new movie by and starring the Foo Fighters. Studio 666. Speaking of the spooky music, did you see... I had a visceral reaction in the movie theater. It was John fucking Carpenter. Right, and I think his son, too. It went by too fast, and IMDb, for whatever reason, does not have him credited. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, I saw people talking about it on Twitter. They were very excited that this movie was coming out because of the flop that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. And I saw them mention John Carpenter. But I think he only did that title theme. And he's in the movie. Okay, he's the guy at the recording studio, right? That was him, Yeah, right? he's a sound engineer. Okay, because no one at all in my theater reacted, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what John Carpenter looks like, and I'm 90% positive that's him, but no one said a goddamn thing. And my theater was pretty, like spirited for most of the movie they were reacting to things and i was like oh i guess they're just foo fighter fans and not horror fans my theater experience was fine but everyone was like average reactions except me who i don't care how loud i am i laughed loud and hard at everything i thought was funny i need to go to more movies with you because i i can't do that i get embarrassed i have no shame i the girl who for whatever reason decided to sit directly next to me so strange everyone always decides to do that i buy my tickets so far in advance to make sure I'm famous. not see because I'm famous. Okay. But at least she was having a good time. So I was like, okay, I'm okay with you being here now because you're not being like snobby and weird. You're actually laughing and having a good time. So it makes me feel like I can do the same thing. Could you imagine if someone decided to sit a couple seats from you and every time you laughed out loud or something, they were like, shh. I would have cried because I already have so much anxiety. I'd have been like, God, I can never go to a movie alone again. Oh, I'm spiteful. I would have laughed louder. No, she was fine. Everyone in the theater seemed to be having a very good time. When I left, I walked past some guys talking outside the bathroom about the movie, and they all seemed to enjoy it. They looked very much like what average Foo Fighter fans in my head look like. So their target demographic was reach. Yeah, I think so too. I liked the movie. I thought it was very, I thought for the most part, not all the jokes landed, but I thought overall it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I don't think the acting was necessarily great, but I think the band overall has such a good chemistry between each other that it really works, especially Pat, I think was for me, like he's obviously not an actor, but he ended up becoming like my favorite towards the end. I loved Pat. 
The horror elements worked. I think the gore was so much better than what I expected it to be. Yeah. Dave Grohl keeps calling this like a, a run and gun horror movie because it seems like he was just like, wouldn't this be a fun idea? And then they're like, yeah, let's do a movie. And then they're like, oh my gosh, it's a movie? <laughs> what? It does kind of seem like it was an inside joke between the band. And then someone was like, why don't we just make it? And they did. That leads me to really one of my only complaints about this movie is that it's too long. Yeah. Like, I think there's a good, like, 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning that we could just cut out of the movie entirely and make it a solid, like, 80 to 90 minute movie. But it's nearing on two hours. I don't think necessarily any of the things that I would cut are bad. It's just not super useful to the actual plot of the film. The length of it does especially in the middle, I think throws the pace off a little bit. Because mm -hmm. the end does have a really good pace to it. I think it has a good build. Um, but there is some stuff in the middle that I'm just like, okay, let's keep going. Yeah, it's just kind of there for filler, and it's not really doing anything to push the plot forward. And there's also, like, this weird gap of, like, nothing horror is happening right now. But you have a good, like, mix of it in the beginning and then the end of the movie where a lot of, like, creepy shit is happening. Oh, and speaking of, like, the gore and effects and stuff in the movie, I really, really like the creature design in this movie. It's very, like, less is more. And I think it works to their advantage. I think it ends up looking really cool. Because essentially just, like, shadow demons, but they look really cool. Yeah, with, like, creepy red faces. But yeah, they look good. Without going into spoilers, I can't really think of anything else to say. But I would say if you're, if you like horror comedies, especially if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters, even if you're just a fan of the Foo Fighters, you should go see this movie. It was a really good time. I had a great time in the movie theater and i only went and saw it by myself so i can't imagine seeing it with a group of people how much more fun it would be i think it would be very fun with a group i also went by myself had a great time i think dave Grohl kind of carries the movie and i think if you've seen any other movies like this where a band just decides to make a movie like if you've watched any of the beatles movies or like rock and roll high school with the ramones or anything like that that's all very forgivable because you can tell the band is having a really good time and they aren't actors but that brings me to one point. In the other movies I have mentioned, they use the soundtrack way more to their advantage. I wish there was more music in this movie. That's the only other complaint I can really think of. Yeah, the joke that the song they're working on just keeps getting longer and longer is pretty funny. That is good. And honestly, whenever they play, obviously it's good. The Foo Fighters is a good band. I've never heard anyone say that they like actively hate them, but I, I need more. I like the, the song in the end credits a lot. It's really good. So Dave Grohl, I think, is just a very charismatic guy, like, overall. I very much thought he did a good job uh, of being very campy. He really leaned into it. The other member of the band that I liked a lot was... Was it Rami? Rami! Yeah, Rami was, Rami was so, so funny. Like, to the point of where... And I don't know much about the Foo Fighters. Like, I know their music generally, but I don't know anything really about the specific band members. But if I didn't know these were all band members, band members, I would assume this was someone straight out of, like, SNL. He was so funny. There's an actor that Rami reminded me of. Um, he's the guy that was in the Overboard remake with Anna Faris. Ingenio 
Mr. Oh, I can't say his name. This is Spanish. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, if you've seen that movie, I've, I've it reminds that, yeah. me of him. He really leans into his. I just, I just love that they're giving it their all. It's just a lot of fun. Who's your least favorite actor out of the band? Because I know mine right away. Out of the band members, Dave stood out. Rami stood out. Pat stood out because I think they just gave Pat very funny situations to be in. The fact that he's sleeping on like the the kitchen island and then to be fair like a lot of the other ones just kind of like they were fine but there wasn't anybody that i'm like ooh, they're bad i was just like ooh, they're not an actor oh okay that's fair listen i thought chris was not good and i think my whole audience agreed because there were a couple of jokes that did not land like there was a really heavy, awkward silence, and it was always after his lines, but they left this gap as, like, a pause for laughter. It's like, this just feels bad. I didn't even notice that. I think I'm I'm willing to give them a lot of leeway because they're just doing this for fun. Yeah, that's fair. We're going to go into uh, the spoiler talk now. Um, So if you want to go see this movie, you don't want to be spoiled. I mean, if you've listened to Dave Grohl talk about this movie, you'll know how it ends. But yeah, so spoilers. They were on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy asked Chris, like, how did you feel about being killed off first? He was like, at first my ego was hurt. But then I realized, oh my gosh. This means I don't have to do any work anymore. And that was kind of the running joke. Like, they also talked about how Taylor, they had a lot of problems because he just never learned his lines. He's like, I'm not book learned. I got all these pages. And I'm like, I'm not going to read that. That's actually hilarious because he was one of the ones, him and Nate, I was like, yeah, they're both pretty good too. We're like my Dave's obviously the best. And then the like ranking of them. I feel like this is a movie where uh, the lines on the page don't matter as much as, you know, the, like, charisma that you can bring to the the character. And, like, I'm sure they did a lot of improv. Do you have a favorite kill? Do I have a favorite kill? Oh, before we go into that, yeah, no, the, I think the improv was good. I think so. And then they did surround the band with, like, comedic actors. So Will Forte's in this. Leslie Grossman is in this. Jeff Garland's in this, but he's in it for a small amount of time. And Whitney Cummings is in it, and she's pretty funny. I generally am not a huge fan of Whitney Cummings, but I really liked her in this. I thought she was very funny. When she sings back, <laughs> I don't remember which song it was. She sings back she one sings of the- a- bunch of songs she sings like three songs when she's standing there it's like so directly funny. at dave Grohl. it's so funny and none of them are reacting i'm like is, does she want them to like sing along or like except rami who's just like she's hot oh my god yeah she was very good in this they also have um speaking of my favorite kill which you asked a second ago yeah i think the kill with the chainsaw might be my favorite. Oh, the bed scene? Yeah. <laughs> because I was not expecting it. Like, they're doing this intercut shot of, like, someone pulling on the, the rope to, like, start the chainsaw up. And I don't know what I thought it was. But I was like, what is going on? And then you see it go through the bed and through both of the characters. And it's gnarly. Like, this movie yeah. was pretty fucking gross and gory. I liked it. I think I liked all of the kills. I thought they were all a lot of fun. Yeah. 
They were really creative. The way this movie begins is so brutal in not a funny way because it starts with a flashback to the house that they end up recording the album in. And it's the band who was there in the 90s who they all end up murdered. You start with Jenna Ortega, who has a small part in this movie. One of the last surviving members of this band. What was their name? Like Dream Widow? Dream Widow. She's being murdered by like the lead of their band and it's brutal i really like the way they do it though because so she basically just gets her like head bashed in but when it's happening you get these flashes of i think like demonic symbols and stuff it's kind of easing you into all of the gore but it's letting you know that like hey this is going to be a very bloody campy basically just a b-horror film and i thought it was good I love Jenna Ortega. She's killing it. She's our our new resident scream queen, I guess. I'm trying to think of all the different kills. So we have Jenna Ortega's death in the beginning. I think something they could have cut out, and I understand why they kept it in because it's funny. Uh, They have one of their tech guys get electrocuted right when they're moving in. And like, it was fun. It also looked very cheesy, but I think on purpose. And then Dave Grohl convinces them, we have to make this record in his honor. And that becomes a running joke later when they find Will Forte's body. Will Forte plays this, like, Uber Eats driver who keeps delivering food to their house. And he also has his own band. Um, What was the name of his band? Oh my god, I laughed so hard. It was called Bone Structure. Bone Structure. Like, the second time he drops off food, it's so funny because Dave mentioned, like, where's the extra ranch? So he's all this fridge in his hand. And he's like, look, Dave, I brought the extra. And he's practicing what he's going to say because he thinks he's going to be able to give his demo to Dave and he's going to become famous. But then he ends up getting chased by the demons and killed by the, uh, the, like, demonic spirit of... What was his name? Greg... Nolan? I can't remember because IMDb is doing a terrible job. Yeah, it had the Foo Fighters just all as one person. The lead from the band in the 90s, he was the one who became possessed and then he, he hung himself to stop the like the demon from getting out. His like spirit has been possessed, so you see his spirit as like a caretaker trimming the uh the the shrubbery, but he kills Will Forte's character with with shears and like decapitates them, and then they find his body the next day, and he's like strung out in a tree. They're like, oh my god, what do we do? And Dave convinces them, no, we have to finish the record for him for bone structure. In his honor, one of the funniest parts of the movie is. Dave, for whatever reason, has this running joke that, like, he loves ranch. You can never have enough ranch. He finds the band who has found this dead guy, but he first looks at the ground and sees all the spilled ranch and screams at that and then turns around and sees the body and just goes, who's that? They do a good job with the comedy in this movie. Yeah, it's pretty funny because the premise is that the band needs to record their 10th album. They're trying to find a place that their, like, agent or, like, the head of the, the record label or something is like, oh, I know the perfect place. It's this haunted house. And Dave Grohl ends up going down into the basement of this house and becomes possessed. And then throughout the course of the movie, uh, he's trying to complete this demonic song that will, like, bring the demon, resurrect the demon. All of the band, other band members end up dead and he ends up having a solo career at the end. So this movie... The plot doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's fine. Because the movie isn't trying to be anything that it's not. Which is why 
I can forgive it way more than another certain horror film that came out recently. But I think Dave does a really good job of, like, easing you into his performance. Like, he's possessed, but he's able to, like, seem sane enough to convince the band to stay. So it kind of does make sense in that aspect. But once he just goes fully, like, demon, he's so fucking funny. He's very into it. He's so funny. He does a good, like, descent into madness. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I agree with you about how they end up, quote-unquote, like, defeating the... I mean, not really, because you find out they completed the song, so it doesn't matter, but they have this scene... Well, <laughs> it's very Evil Dead, because they find a book, and they have to use the book to, like, destroy the demon, or whatever. In the end... The bandmates from the 90s band, Dream Widow, end up, their ghosts end up coming back and stealing away, like, their demon lead. But it doesn't really make any sense. But I can forgive a lot if the movie is fun. And I don't think they were setting out to make some great, no-plot-holes kind of horror movie. They're just, they're just a band that decided to do a horror movie and they're having fun. So I've seen a lot of bad reviews of this movie. And I'm just like, why? What did you expect this movie to be? The band, they're not actors. They never claim to be. They're not like horror geniuses. They're just guys in a band. But they're all complaining like, this movie's not funny. That's fine if you have a different sense of humor. Whatever. It's also not scary. Yeah, I don't think it's intended to be. It's a horror comedy. It's not trying to scare the shit out of you. It is in the vein of Evil Dead, but it's it's not Evil Dead. I mean, how many things can actually be Evil Dead? Probably one or two. They did that remake and I heard it was good. Horror is just, it's very subjective. And then you add comedy into it. That's fine if this movie wasn't for you. The comedy didn't hit. You wanted something scarier. But I wasn't expecting to be terrified i was expecting gore i was expecting funny jokes when you do see the trailer it's well advertised it very much shows you what it is going to be so it's not like there was this false sense of what they of expectations i wonder if people didn't like for lack of a better word like the snl qualities of some of the humor yeah but they literally put snl cast members in it so i don't know why they wouldn't expect that and i don't want to say you shouldn't be at all critical of the media you consume but i think you need to also understand like what you're getting like the not to bring the texas chainsaw massacre into it because if you liked it that you know what that's fine but for me i just i can forgive a lot in a movie if i'm at least having fun yes and i I didn't have any fun in texas chainsaw massacre but that's just a personal preference so if you liked it you know what you do you i'm glad it brought you joy some people though are just buzzkills and yeah me included this was fine (laughs) i liked you could see the evil dead inspirations in it i thought that was fun i thought there were a lot of fun nods to that specifically with the book yeah i just still can't get over how good a lot of the visuals were like i just i don't know why but i i was expecting them to be fun i did not expect them to be as creative and good as they were the symbol decapitation part i wasn't expecting it to look good but i was great as a person who doesn't like decapitation at all i don't want to see it 
it looked really good. It, that was a very visceral reaction from me when it happened. They used a handful of jump scares, and I think they were used well. Uh, there was the one where Dave is grilling and he opens, he looks back at the grill and there's a head in there. This, oh, that's yeah, of yeah. like, I think the electrician. <laughs> I thought it was a good jump scare where Dave thinks he's hearing a drip. It's right before he gets possessed. Mm -hmm. um, and he looks at the faucet and you see a demon go like into the faucet, the reflection, and then out of it really quick. I thought that was good. I thought they used everything really well. And also, I, I don't think I've said said this yet. This is not, this is off topics, uh, but Leslie Grossman in this, I just love her. She's great. I wish she was in more of it. She has been such a great comedic actress for the past, like, two decades, and I really, really wanted her to have a bigger part. Say what you want about Ryan Murphy. And I But will. at least through casting of her in American Horror Story, I feel like it's given her a boost in her career. And I'm glad. I'm glad that we're seeing more of her. Listen, I have loved her since way back in the early 2000s when her and Amanda Bynes were on What I Like About You. That was a great show and she was hilarious. But yeah, I like I liked her. I like how it came full circle with her and the uh, record label guy, their manager, I guess. Of course they're like witches or Satanists. Of course. Well, and that's the thing. This movie doesn't try to like be super preachy, but it still tries to like have some sort of message. So it's not just like, we're this movie now for no reason. Goodbye. It's like, oh, rock and roll is dead and this is how we're gonna bring it back and some people are really fucking ridiculous about things like that and i think the foo fighters were a good band to choose to do a movie around this topic because they're one of the only bands who still is successfully making like modern rock and roll you know what's crazy? And they're crazy? Uh, no, is that they're like, we're gonna release our 10th album here. I was shocked they don't have more. <laughs> more albums? Which is silly. Yeah, I just, they're so prolific. I was just like, wow. I don't know why, but I just assumed they had more. I mean, making albums is probably hard. I'm sure it takes, it's, like, it's yeah. It's hard, yeah. But uh, you're right, though. They've been around since, like, the late 90s. They're such a staple band, and people still really enjoy them and support them. You know what I really loved? In this movie. What? Dave Grohl has said a couple times, obviously he was the drummer for Nirvana. I feel like even if you're not a music fan, you know that. But he said that he doesn't really like playing drums like on stage anymore because it reminds him of when he was in Nirvana and reminds him of like Kurt playing in front of him. So it was just kind of nice to have a scene of him playing the drums. I don't know. I liked it. It was nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know much about music, though. No, that's cool. I didn't know that. That he was the drummer for Nirvana? Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't I don't know. Like, I have a very base knowledge about music. Oh, I'm sorry that I assumed that you would know. I guarantee you that most people know that. I am a weirdo, and I just don't know anything about music, so. But yeah, I liked that, um, not to go back, but I liked that all the deaths were very different. Pat accidentally gets run over by the van as they're trying to escape. That was a pretty fun effect. Oh, um, God. Sorry, it reminded me of the scene in the van when he's trying to wire, hotwire the car. And the the something goes through Nate's eye when it's happening, and that's why he gets run over. Yeah, it's like something shoots out of the engine and hits him in the eye, and then... Oh, uh, it's disgusting. He accidentally backs over <laughs> Pat's head. Pat's dead. 
And I thought at first they were going to escape, but I mean... I did too. Yeah. And then doesn't Nate get fully killed by Leslie, who plays a character named Barb, who is like the real estate agent? I think so. I can't really remember his death for some reason, but I know she's walking up behind the van. So he must get killed. Oh, by she gets her. yeah, yeah. She gets hit by the van, and then he goes check on he he goes to see if she's still alive, and then uh, she she stabs him. I said Barb stab die. Okay. Well, that was just vague enough to work. <laughs> she wakes up long enough to stab him and kill him, but then she dies from getting hit by the van. Like she just then dies. Yeah, and then Rami gets chainsawed to death while he's fucking the neighbor lady. So there's a moment where she brings over lemon bars and he's like, oh, oh what's God. this on top? And you think it's going to be penetratory? He's like, oh, cocaine. She's like, yeah, of course. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> That's the hardest anyone laughed in my movie theater, including me. It was really funny. And then I was laughing later because Barb comes to visit the next day. Oh, yeah. And she's eating one of them. Well, I don't think she she doesn't end up eating them because she's like, I don't eat sugar or anything. It's uh, it's Pat who has the whole train is just munching on them. Oh, my God. He must be high out of his mind. Just coked out through the whole movie. That's how he survived. Well, almost. They have that fake, that fake jump scare sort of where they, where Barb thinks he's dead on the floor, but there's a bottle of ketchup. And he's like, usually I sleep on the kitchen island, but it's covered in food because they've trashed this place. Oh yeah, because they've been there for weeks at this point. And it's just disgusting when she walks in, which is how I would imagine if I moved a rock band into my house, it would look in a couple weeks. No one's going to clean that. That's not... Cleaning's not rock and roll. And then I think the only other death is... Because Chris gets his face pushed into the grill. Oh, he gets barbecued, and then later he gets fully eaten. You see his ribs on, yeah. on the table, and Dave's just kind of munching on him. And the guys look down at the table and see this, and they go... Okay, he's still eating. Let's go and go do something else. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. So speaking of their Jimmy Kimmel appearance, I haven't watched the full thing yet, but I know that Dave Grohl was talking about kind of turning this into an anthology film series and kind of passing the torch on to another band to make another similar movie like this. And I thought that sounded like a really cool idea. As a person who doesn't listen to a lot of music, do you have any bands in mind that you think could pull off a movie like S this? S Club 7. S Club 7? What are they up to? Hell yeah. They're already actors, right? Technically. They can get back together. Yeah, they had that TV show. That would be fun. Okay. I love it. Nickelback. Listen, honestly, Nickelback is having a revival. And I would support that. So maybe that would be... Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Coldplay? They made a Coldplay joke in here. I can't remember what it oh, was. Oh, yeah. It was the Will Forte's character. He's like, you're like my second favorite band uh, right behind Coldplay. The reason I think of Coldplay, too, is because Chris Martin is really good friends with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Oh, that's random. Okay. I mean, I guess he was, like, married to an actress for a long time, so that makes sense. Simon Pegg is, he's Apple's godfather. What? Okay. Sure, she's gonna have a weird life. And then Chris Martin is godfather to si- one of Simon's kids. They're like really good friends. Okay, so actually a Coldplay slasher with Simon Pegg. Directed by Edgar and Wright? Nick Frost. Wouldn't that be that fun? That actually does sound really fun. All right, we've solved the riddle. It's gotta be Coldplay next. What is a band you would like to see? Well, I was thinking like within the same demographic of Foo Fighters fans. 
So I was thinking, like, maybe The Offspring could be fun. Who are other bands that haven't been doing much lately? I think, okay, and I know Michael is going to cream his pants at this, but I think Ghost could make a really cool movie. But yeah, I would go with one of those two. What was your favorite celebrity cameo? Was it Leslie Grossman? Oh, wait, no, it was Lionel Richie. We didn't talk about that. that oh was my really god, funny. Lionel Richie was so fucking funny. Because the movie, before Dave gets possessed, they, they have this running joke that he has writer's block and he keeps pitching these songs that he's already written. And then he has a dream where he's singing Hello by Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie shows up because I guess they're just friends. And he's just like, everyone's got writer's block. But that's my fucking song. It's just really quick. Uh, apparently, Dave Gruel, like, they wrote him, whoever wrote the script wrote Lionel Richie in just for fun. And they didn't realize Dave and Lionel Richie actually know each other. And he just texted Lionel Richie like, whoa, you want to be in my horror movie? And <laughs> Lionel Richie was like, yeah. Just from everything I know about Lionel Richie, he seems like such a nice man. So I am not at all surprised that they ended up giving him a cameo and that he agreed to it. I think my favorite, just because I really love this actor, was Jimmy Simpson at the end. He's only there for a split second, and he's like... Oh, yeah! The, yeah, he's the guy checking in on Dave, and he's like, hey, are I you ready him. to perform? And I just lit up. I'm like, I fucking love Jimmy Simpson. Where has he been? Yeah, what is he doing? I have no idea. I know he was in that show about, um, oh, the like people trying to break out of prisons or something, and he was like teaching them, but that was the last thing I had really seen anything about what he was doing i should probably look it up but yeah that was my favorite i just like him a lot i think the last big thing i saw him in was probably westworld oh yeah i forgot he was in that i really need to watch more of westworld because i watched like chunks of every season and then was like oh okay i don't need to see any more of this uh the first season's really good the second season's not as good. Uh, the third season's really good, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll get around to I'm it. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with the story. Oh, they're making line. more? Very interesting concepts. Yeah, they, they have a planned five-season arc for the show. So, And the only reason that the new season hasn't come out sooner is because of COVID. They're robots. They can't get COVID. Yeah, I think that... Is that everything? Anything else? Mm, that's all I, I got. Go see this. Yeah, go see it. I give it a yay. It's very fun. Very big yay for me. Yeah. Maybe take a group. Maybe not. We both had fun seeing it alone, so who cares? Yeah. So next week, we are going to be having a bonus episode, but the movie after it, in case you need extra time to watch, is... Noroi, The Curse. It is a Japanese film uh, you can find it on shutter but that'll be in a couple weeks and if you don't have shutter it is also for free on youtube right now so it's very easily accessible go check it out we're gonna have a couple guests we're gonna have ty turner and hannah selector back so you should listen in it's gonna be a good time yeah it definitely is we recorded it already and it was a very good time <laughs> yes All right, horror fans, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Horrorstruck. If you want to hear more from us, you can head on over to Twitter and Instagram where we are at HorrorstruckPod, or you can check us out on Facebook at HorrorstruckPodcast. If you have any movie recommendations, you can go ahead and tweet those at us and give it your very own Horrorstruck rating. Until next time, horror fans, remember, stay spooky. Bye! Bye.